Want to be happy? Eat a steak. Man, woman, and child did that. Put them in the aisle. Get the lingerie off the deck. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Ensemble Sports Talk. Uh, today, we're going to talk about, and you're going to have to remind me because I'm probably not going to say it all. Many the, top. The, yes, yes, I believe uh, five. Five? Five. Yeah, five. The NFL draft. Mm-hmm. So we're starting off, I'll just, I'll just take it from there. We're starting <laughs> yeah. off with the NFL draft. And then we're going to talk a little bit spring football for Nebraska. And other people. And other people. And other people. Uh, We're going to talk about some footy. So if you like that, you're welcome. Wayne. Then we're going to, our fourth, I guess, so-called segment would be about the uh, F9 trailer. Pop culture. That's our our little pop culture. We'll throw our pop culture segment. And then the thing we're going to end on is something that's very interesting is, or to me and Tim, Creighton basketball versus Nebraska basketball and how the pendulum has very much shifted. Maybe. In the last week. Maybe. Not a maybe, Tim. You can't have any players and have it not switch. Yeah, yeah, but Nebraska's just bad. But maybe not. Have you watched more than four games? Yes. I watched them lose a lot of games in the Big Ten last year while I did homework. They did do that, folks, but they are so. seriously looking up. Yeah. So, uh, NFL. Yeah, the draft, man. Uh, yeah, the, there's going to be five quarterbacks drafted in the first 13 picks. That's what everyone's been saying. Because the Niners traded up. If you think about it, there could be five in the first like seven or eight. Even. Well, the first four. The first yeah, four picks four might be quarterbacks. quarterbacks. And, and, and the first three are guaranteed to be quarterbacks. Well, the first two for sure. Yeah. Well, and you, no, the first three because San, Fra- yeah, 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 San, yeah, yeah. San Francisco traded up for whoever they want no, and th- I guess think they wouldn't have gotten. Um. And it, it'll be four if Atlanta decides to draft Matt Ryan's successor. I which a- Atlanta's in such a good spot at the four pick because you could get a lot for that. They could get the best. They have the opportunity to draft the the best non quarterback in the draft, which yeah, me which means they might get the player they have an opportunity to get a player potentially who will have the most impact and longevity yeah so let's i was gonna say Uh, so for just if you didn't know i was gonna say trevor lawrence is probably a guarantee at number one absolutely absolutely uh, uh from what everyone's saying zach wilson's a guarantee at number two to the jets yep yep um I've heard some I've, people say Mac Jones at three, but I've heard I, I him have and swing more towards Justin Fields lately at number yeah, three. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard any combination between those three, or, or or those two, and then Trey Lance, because I've heard that Shanahan really likes Trey Lance, 
and they every and, and I, I everybody thinks he has like this tremendous upside which there have been some d2 quarterbacks who have gone pro and been extremely successful and him and then uh most recent team example Romo. super bowl winning quarterback joe flacco yeah but team romo is better than joe flacco overall i would argue joe flacco i, just had I wouldn't team. i wouldn't argue with you there either um <clears throat> but yeah yeah I but i mean you both. you have joe flacco from delaware who goes in and I mean, he was he was QB one and on a really good team for a really long time. Yeah, I was gonna say he's dropped off recently, but um, people forget he had a very in, solid. Yes, he's been in the NFL career. for a really for a really long time. Yeah, so um, as I say, the reason people think Sam Fran's going with a third overall pick of quarterback is because they traded up. Yeah, and they the gave pick. like a couple of first rounds. Joe Flacco has been in the NFL since 2008. Yeah, and he was in the same, I believe, the same draft class as Matt Ryan. Yep. And I believe Atlanta took him Matt Ryan third overall, if I'm not mistaken, over Chad Henney and Flacco. I know Matt Ryan was the first QB off the board. And I am glad, I am glad Atlanta picked Matt Ryan over the other two. I'll just say that. Um. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. So you you wonder you wonder what Atlanta is going to do, especially because of the value now created with with the Niners trading up to the third pick, the value that that then creates for the four, the fourth pick, because the number four pick in the draft now, again, any non QB, you have the opportunity to select the best player in the draft who is not a quarterback. Yeah. So, like, in terms of like the capital that you then command with regards to a trade, is a lot. It's a lot. It's like if you're Atlanta, uh, unless 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 there's a guy you have your eye on where you think we have to pick him, you'd have to imagine they'd think about trading. No, they. Uh... So okay. As a as a diehard Falcons fan, are they too broken? I I think you trade it back and you get picks for like I and this is just me. A lot of people, a lot of Atlanta fans, want to like try to win now. I just don't see this team winning now, unfortunately. Um, and personally, I I think they got to trade it because, like you said, I was gonna say there's since they're sitting at the four. There's still a lot of teams that need a quarterback. Yeah, and there's... like You look at Denver. They need a quarterback. They do. Dolphins Um, need a quarterback. Well, that and there's... There's a lot of quarterbacks. Future. There's a lot of... I say there's a lot of... There's a lot of quarterbacks in this draft. A lot of good ones. Yeah, and, and, and so, like, you can get a guy... Like Atlanta could trade back, and they could still get like Kyle Trask. Get... Well, here I was gonna say, yeah, or somebody that they they they. 
and then you can have them sit behind Matt Ryan for a year and then roll them out and see how they do. Yeah, you could you could stash a guy. Yeah. Um as I say, I I believe they should trade back, get picks in return for your number 4 because the guy they would still end up taking will still probably be in the 7 to 10 range anyways that they would take at four. So there's no point of drafting at four unless by some miracle, I believe the only reason Atlanta will take a quarterback is if Justin Fields falls at number four. I believe that's the only reason they will draft at number four is to take Fields. But if he's not available, I think Atlanta uh, trades back. There's get some picks and then picks probably Kyle Pitts. That's it. There's there's one other player that I think they would consider drafting at four. And it's the I can Penny never pronounce Parker. his name. It's the it's the it's the tackle from Oregon. Sewell. Penne Sewell. Penne Sewell. Just because that guy looks like he could be a pro bowler for a decade. Yeah, I was gonna say he's a guaranteed starter on the line. And so, to 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 have the opportunity to lock down such an important position at left tackle for, or even guard. Yeah, it, but just to to be able to have like just a guaranteed like this guy, he will play and he will be good. In such an important position is, I would say, rare. Uh, but, I mean, that's also why so many offensive linemen get drafted in the first round. Well, and the other tricky thing is Atlanta's been uh, line-heavy the last couple of years. So, like, that's I true. That's true. They have been. I understand taking a lineman because Penny Sewell is still better than the ones they have taken. Well, because they used, was but, it last year or two years ago? They used two first-round draft picks on linemen. Yeah. So <laughs> it's one of those. It's one of those where, like, I could also just see him just be like, "All right, let's get Matt Ryan another weapon, aka Kyle Pitts." Yeah. Um, maybe a wide receiver because Julio's probably coming to the end of his tenure in Atlanta. Unfortunately, like get like a Jamar Chase, a guaranteed starter to go up with Calvin Ridley and have another good one-two punch at wide receiver. Yeah, there's a lot of good wide receivers. But yeah, so following that, it's the Bengals. We'll just go top top 10 because that, that's where the interesting shit happens. Um, the Bengals will probably be five, and they probably they need someone to protect. I, I say they're the or, team, they're the like team no. that I imagine will be the most aggressive with trying to get Pene Sewell. Because well, they they I, need I, to they need to protect Joe Burrow. But I think they stay where they're at because I don't think going up one spot to Atlanta like they're not going to get the top three anymore. No, and then no. Going up one spot's um, not worth it because the odds of Atlanta guess, getting Sewell is I I think they go more of a weapon. Yeah, I say I, a better way to a better way to phrase it is I think Cincinnati is where Sewell will go because mm-hmm. I don't think Atlanta will draft him. I don't think either. I think he's a guy that you at least think about drafting. 
but then go. But somewhere I don't else. think Atlanta will draft him because I think you're right. Atlanta needs like a skill position player. Um. Yeah, Cincinnati needs. Well, they need everything, but they need they need line they need they need linemen. Yeah, yeah. You saw like Burrow had an unbelievable season until he just absolutely got blindsided. Yeah. So. So if you can protect him and keep him upright, he can work with worse wideouts and still have a productive season. It's yeah. just you got to get the dudes linemen to protect them. Yeah, you have to give them the opportunity to produce. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um Um and then what? It's, it's Detroit or it's I believe the Dolphins. And they can they're they're a tr- they're a weird one too. They're they're a lot like Atlanta. They need maybe not a lot like Atlanta, but they need linemen. But if Sewell's not there, I don't think you go lineman. And then I think you try. I mean, what? Give Tua as much as many weapons as you can. Yeah, I've heard. Uh, I was going to say everything I've heard for the Dolphins is wide receiver or running back. And you probably Although, not going running back that high. I, say, I said that is too high for a running back, given that there's no like generational running back talent in this draft. Yeah. The so, highest I've seen projected for any running back is Najee Harris at like the end of the first round. Um Yeah, you probably go Jamar Chase or um kid from uh Devontae Smith would be my guess. Yeah. The guy who is so interesting is Jalen Wad uh Waddle. Cause he I would argue he's I, better than Devontae Yeah, that's what, you. You took the words right out of my mouth. I, I, it is my personal opinion that he is the better of those two receivers. I would agree. But um, it's it's a classic. He got hurt with a like a bad injury, so yeah. he's probably gonna fall farther than not. You, and you would think so. Been, Guaranteed so. with Devontae Smith, you know you get a guaranteed stud. So, yeah, I still think I would draft. I would draft Waddle or Jamar Chase. I th- I personally think Jamar um, Chase just because of what he did last year. I think he's number yeah, one wide receiver. Yeah. And then I go uh, Waddle, and then I go Devontae Smith. Yeah. Um, and it'll be interesting to see like what some of the teams that draft and like the right, the. Get some mock drafts right now, boys. Um, like the low to mid teens, like what those teams do. Like New England is an interesting one. I think it's the Lions. Say that or again. Can use anyone. Um, because I know like New England just signed Cam. What? Our, our friend, our friend uh, Wayne would. Uh, really, I feel like I feel like they're in the instance where you just draft. They're at the point where you just draft the best player possible. Yeah, where, Detroit. Like, Detroit needs whatever they can get. Yeah, so like whoever falls at your feet. You no got offense, it. Wayne. Nah, did he shouldn't take. Um, 
one of the worst ran ran franchises in the history of sports. But yeah, but like you have a, you have teams like New England who like they re-signed Cam Newton to a one-year deal, but he's very clearly not going to be the guy long term. It's like they need a quarterback, but they have a quarterback for next year. But it's like no do they, way. It's like do Belichick they trades up? That n- no, that's not going to happen. Because it would have happened by now if it was going to. Um, but like you wonder, like, what are they gonna are they gonna take a quarterback depending on who, f- or are they gonna wait and kind of see who who's off the board and who's still there? Well, because everyone apparently um, says Mac Jones is going to New England. So, well, I've heard that. Um, but I think Mac Jones will, will be off the board. See, I don't. I don't um, think. I think it's four quarterbacks, and I think Mac Jones falls. I think First. it. I. I also think it's four quarterbacks, but I think Mac Jones is one of the four. Oh, uh, um, so what do you think is gonna fall? Fields. Really? Yes. Not for any good reason. I. I yeah, it just. Absolutely he just doesn't. But I mean. You follow the pro days and all the scouting, and, and there's just nothing. You you don't hear anything about him where they're like, "Whoa, everybody's like really impressed with this," or they're really impressed with this. But the thing is, he's really good. So it's like, what is he going to impress you with? That you haven't seen. Whereas it's like it makes sense. People are like, "Whoa, look at Zach Wilson." Cause it's like other than people like you and me who just watch football. Especially like West Coast football. Not a lot of people actually watched BYU play. It's like no, there's a lot of people who haven't seen they, they they might have seen Zach Wilson in like micro doses, but not in any like great capacity. Um So I, I think it's gonna be Lawrence and then Wilson and then Lance. I think Mac Jones is going to get drafted by the 49ers. Him or him or Trey Lance, three and four. I think him and Trey Lance go three and four. I think Trey Lance would drafted before Justin Fields. I don't think that that should happen, but I think that that will happen. See, I think um, if Atlanta's getting a quarterback at four, I think it, it it's going to be uh, Fields, just because he's. A Georgia native. I said he did grow up in the suburbs of Atlanta. As I say, that's like homegrown. Um, so I think I think they go more towards Fields than any other quarterback if he's available. Um, if he's not, obviously, other shit. Yeah. Have. I said New England's an interesting one because they need. Because I've I've heard a lot that they might draft. Because because like before Mac Jones was like really highly rated by like a lot of the scouts, like AKA. The 49ers. Um, everybody and their mother would have told you, oh, New England is going to draft him at, what, 15? 13? 15. 15. Um, but if he's not there, I could see New England draft a defensive player. I've heard a lot of people say Micah Parsons. Um. Apparently the big thing on Micah Parsons is he's uh doesn't work really hard to 
Yeah, I've I've read some stuff about how people think he's a bit of a head case, but I mean, hey, who who's to say? Um, which as a, as somebody who I've liked New England, so like yeah, Dante Hightower's getting old. But I mean, Dante Hightower's played there his whole career. Um, he's been in the NFL for a decade. Yeah. So it's like yeah. I was going to say it's probably they're probably due to get an inside linebacker. I also I wouldn't hate it if they got Jeremiah Owusu Karamoa to be an outside linebacker. Um Yeah, I've heard defense or quarterback is where New England is going to draft at 15. But there they say there's a lot of teams that could try and get a quarterback like Carolina even though they just traded for Sam Darnold Matt Rule said that they would be evaluating QB prospects up to the draft still uh the Saints might be looking at QBs because they're the, the, the New Orleans has a comp they're going from Drew Brees to an open competition between Taysom Hill a tight end and Jameis Winston who can't see like Talk about a drop off. Uh, it, it's just that's crazy. But I mean, uh, there's a lot of teams that. Okay, I mean, everybody. You think about how many teams actually have good quarterbacks. It's not very many, which is kind of surprising given that it's the most important position in football, purely because they're the only player who has the ball on every play. And they're so involved in everything. But, there, I mean, there's maybe 10 teams that are comfortable at the quarterback spot. There's maybe five teams, eight teams that, you know, they're making it work. And then you have your last 10, 11 teams. They're just, they're not, they they need a change. But, I mean, good quarterbacks are so hard to evaluate and you really don't know until they're out there. And, I mean, we say that all the time, but it's true. And, because, I mean, look at a guy like, Dar- like, like Zach Wilson going to the Jets. Would you have a lot of confidence in Zach, if you're Zach Wilson going to the Jets? I don't know. They drafted Sam Darnold with their first round, with the very first pick of the, not the very first pick of the draft, but they drafted him with their first round pick two or three years ago, and they did absolutely nothing to help him succeed. But Zach Wilson's better than Sam Darnold. Coming out of high, college, I will I will die on the hill. I, 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 I think he's I better, but I don't think he's, I don't I think he's that much better. I think Sam Darnold is a good quarterback. I think he was overrated um, at uh, college, but but know. I mean, I don't know. I, like I'm not saying he's a world beater, but I mean, you think about those two USC teams he was on; they were good. They were really good because yeah. they had talent around. Um, them. Yeah, I say that's that's where we defer on this argument. Um, But the, the Jets did nothing to help Sam Darnold succeed. At just squat. They didn't help him at all. And, and to Sam Darnold's credit, he did not use that as an excuse. But he also played bad. 
Yeah, but he really he yeah, but he was on basically the worst team in the NFL for the first three years of his career. If you're gonna get drafted in the top three picks, and you're gonna play as bad as he has, but you can't there you there's no such thing as you can't be a one man band in the pros. It's yeah, not possible. No, you can't. Tom Brady has done it for. F- oh come on! For years, you, the New York Jets, who have no offense. They have no special teams. They have no defense. How are you supposed to carry that team to win? You can only play on one side of the ball. They literally traded everybody they had on their defense. They traded them. They just let them all go. Done it. Oh, my God. That's not even comparable. I'm just saying, you say you can't do it, but, yeah, the guy has done it, and we have witnessed it. You can't tell me New England was... They were just this team that was unstoppable. No, with Tom Brady at his height, it was him with a bunch of random wide receivers. You're on forgetting our- about their defense. Average defense. You're forgetting about their defense. But the, the, the Jets don't. The Jets. The Jets don't even sniff average on defense. The Jets. The Jets are like an eight. The Jets are like an eighth grade football team on defense. They're so bad. They're so bad. And they traded Jamal Adams to Seattle. Just, just to get him at because he just didn't want to be there anymore. And it's like, like, like the Jets are so horribly run, and they're so bad, and they just don't do anything right ever. I'm not gonna blame a quarterback for not making them good, who's giving his all to try and succeed. I'm not gonna pin it on him and say like, oh, well, he he blows. Like, like they literally. Make less than the minimum effort to help him succeed, and they just throw him out there and say, "Please do well." Like, in what universe is anybody going to succeed? Every year. That's what Aaron Rodgers does, but yet Aaron Rodgers still makes the playoffs. What? Aaron Rodgers has Pro Bowl wide receivers. Because he makes them that good. Okay. Okay. Green Bay's going to, oh yeah, Green Bay drafts the quarterback in the first round, and yet Aaron Rodgers, they don't give him any weapons. Is that guy really a first-round quarterback talent, though? And then guess what? He takes them to the NFC Championship game. You can't tell me that old, you can't keep getting excuses for Sam Darnold and the Jets, Tim. If he was good, he would make them better, but he's not. He just isn't it. He's not the dude. I'm not saying he is. I'm saying he's not bad. And I'm saying he is bad. I know you are. Let's say you you can't you can't you can't just give him a pass for how bad the franchise is if he can't improve them a little bit. Cause you're the quarterback of the team. If you play well. And the rest of your team is that bad, then you still have six or seven wins because of how well you how? play. How? How? Aaron, right? You you you're telling me that no one's ever done it, but yet you see we're, teams. No, every we're year talking doing about the him. Jets. This is it. the Jets. It, it, it doesn't matter. This is the New York Jets. Are. The New York Jets are such a. They are such. The, people have still done it. New York Jets are such an exceptional case of just piss poor, god awful. 
They're so they're, they're so dysfunctional and bad at literally everything they do. Or AFC Championship game. Jesus Christ could be their quarterback and they wouldn't win seven games. You see, Mark Sanchez, who has had the butt fumble, not a great quarterback in the NFL, has took him back to back. AFC Championship games, and they were one game away from the Super Bowl back-to-back years. That was for a, the Jets. That was a decade. That was a decade ago. Yeah, but you're saying. But they're so di- they're so, they're, they're such a different team now. Oh, you stop creating excuses for them, man! You can't reference two seasons from ten or eleven years ago and tell me that that is like that's the same Jets franchise and team. But you're saying they're the worst ran franchises or there's absolute garbage. They are. They they one are. game away from the Super Bowl, Tim. Uh, one game away. Two yeah. years in a row. Eleven years ago. That's not even that far ago. And yet yes, you're it saying is. they're the worst. That is entire careers ago for NFL players. Get here, dude. Get out of here. What are we What are Get we ta- what, what are we talking about next? God damn it. Uh Spring football, dude. Okay. Nebraska's going to be okay. Notre Dame will be good. Throw some enthusiasm. What's after that? All of our quarterback blows ass. No one has confidence in him. Scott Frost is lying to himself about it. We all know it. We all know it. We're not idiots. Oh, no. This one was getting really bad. (sighs) I just know what I'm looking at when I see the Jets play. Yes, and I do too, but I don't think they're the worst-ran franchise even in the NFL. That's because you think the Detroit Lions are. Because they are, Tim. <laughs> you can't argue that. You can't argue that. They're the under Detroit new ownership. Lions. We have to see. <laughs> we have to see. We've seen for 70 years of two playoff wins. No, 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 no. They are, they are now... They are, the now, they are now in, the they are now in year two of a new regime. I will, I will give them... Ever, and you couldn't even muster up a playoff win. A playoff win. That was that also like... Pathetic. That was also like a decade ago. Yes, and they haven't been they're, to the playoffs since. They're, they're under a new regime. They're about to start year two of a new regime. You gotta, you gotta see if they can prove themselves. But you can't tell me they're not the worst ran franchise if you don't look at the history of their home franchise. And you're just saying, oh, well, they're under a new regime. Are they currently the worst ran franchise? No, the Jets are. We're the Lions. Let me finish. Let me me finish. Let me finish. 11 years ago. 11 11 years ago. the, The key word I said there is currently. Currently, as in right now. Are the Detroit Lions probably a top... Three, four worst run franchise. Yeah, still, the Detroit Lions yes. have arguably a Hall of Fame quarterback they've had for the past ten years, and they wasted his career, and he's gone somewhere else, and he's probably going to win a Super Bowl there. And guess what? Oh, Detroit. Yeah, I'll say the Rams will probably win because guess what? Sam Bradford's a good quarterback, but the Detroit Lions have wasted his career. They keep drafting Hall of Fame players and wasting their careers because they are the worst-ran franchise currently. Not even... Oh, man. All right. Moratorium on the NFL talk. I don't even care about the NFL enough to get this invested in an argument about it. College football. <laughs> Fuck. 
Uh, big news in college football, though. Uh, the transfer rule. Yeah, you can transfer and you're just immediately eligible. No, the uh, the one-time transfer, and that's it. I just got passed today, I think. Or yeah, yesterday. I, I guess. Yeah, you can tra- like, but you're you don't have to sit out. Oh, was that it? I just saw you can't you can't transfer more than one teams. Oh, that's what it is. I thought that's what it was. Oh, I Maybe. thought it was. I thought it was when you transfer, you can be you're immediately eligible. You don't have to sit out. It could also be you can only transfer once. Um, well, the only it's just called the one transfer rule. So I figure that's what it was. I I'll be honest, guys. I did not give a good uh, in depth read. That's <laughs> say I think I'm the only member of the pod out of the four of us who. Uh, Dude, don't even say that. That's is a, rude. Is a big reader. That's rude, dog. <laughs> but it might be true. Not might be, dude. Don't even say that. It is true. Uh, let's read the article from The Athletic. They're probably more reputable than everybody else. As in not probably. They definitely are. Um, One time to transfer and compete. Uh, without having to sit out. Immediately, yeah. Okay. okay. Oh, um, we got it. Yeah. But yeah, so, uh, that's big because I feel like that or... Obviously, that's some legislation passed that will try to limit the amount of transfers you see. Because it was... Yeah, it goes kind of both ways. It was March, and they already had like 730 kids in D1 basketball already in the transfer portal. Yeah, Mac McClung is in the transfer portal again. He's still in. I thought he was going to go... I assumed he was going to go pro. He put his name into the draft... So he's going to go through the workouts to get the feedback. Gotcha. But he also entered his name into the transfer portal. So we'll see. But yeah, so new transfer rule. Kind of see how that goes. But yeah, I don't I don't know that it'll I mean it'll have an impact cuz good more good players will probably move around. I don't know then how that will affect would that really affect parity that much because you have good players who leave from the best like the top five teams it's like good players but they're like second and third string and they go to other teams I mean unless it's yeah, a lot unless it's a lot of backups who leave from like one program they're probably not going to miss them that much well, see, I think it's I think it's going to limit the amount of uh, people that transfer in general. Because if you if you have to, because it's it's one of those I like I get it because then you get the incentive you could play right away. So then I feel like that year sitting out uh, negates a lot of people transferring. Yeah, I guess maybe you get more transfers. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't. You'll see a lot of quarterbacks move around. Maybe. I mean, we already have that, but I think you might see more. Adrian um, might leave Nebraska. What? I didn't say that. Yeah. Who said that? Yeah. What? Is, yeah. We don't. We don't need to talk about Nebraska football. That, no, but we do because I yeah. really want to oh, actually. Okay. Go. Go for it. It's just gonna make me depressed. 
Uh, they return a top 40 defense. That is That's actually not, true. That's that is not for, depressing. Good, good for us. They return a really good defense. They return all five linemen. Now, I mean, Hamas left last game of the year, and then they had Cochran in, but. So kind of. Everyone who started the last game on the line is returning. You get Martinez, man, who's dropped from what they said. Woo. 20 pounds already. So he lost the weight that he gained? Yeah. But he intentionally gained that weight. Then why did he do that? Oh, my God. Tim, you're getting too invested, dog. Look at the bright side, dude. What bright side? Nebraska plays Iowa. That's a bright side. No way they lose to that. Not really. Not recently. Dude, Iowa was six and two last year. Nebraska had a losing record, and Nebraska had a game winning. They could have won the game we, on the last. We've drive. lost to them for like four years in a row by like a millimeter. Yeah, and it's the worst our program has been since the twenties. Yeah, but it's still we're like, that close to Iowa, and yet, but that's but like. We are in the worst moment of our Nebraska's like football tenure. That's why I'm not worried. Because when Nebraska gets cooking, they're going to destroy Iowa. And if you return a top 40 defense, so if you return everyone but what, Boodle? Yeah, we won't miss him. I'm trying to think of the starters. Boodle's the only one that's left. And yeah, I would argue Farmer's just as good as Boodle. I say the defense is very old. Yeah. So, and which I mean, if you return everyone, you the odds of you moving up the total defense is probably likely. So, you you probably have Nebraska probably has a top thirty defense on their hands, which is pretty good. You have the best corner returning in the Big Ten. Cam Taylor Britt, don't even at me. He was second team all Big Ten. And the other two that were first team all Big Ten are now in the draft, Newsom and the kid from Ohio State. Yeah. So you return the best corner. Wade. Sean Wade. I think Sean. was it Wade? I think so. I think it was Wade. Um so you return the best corner in the Big Ten. You know, I I I don't know about you, Tim, but I'm feeling like an eight and four record, challenging for the West. I uh... because because you also bring in you lose Wandale, which is big. Cannot deny that. That's a huge miss. But you bring in an SCS uh, leading receiver, so the dude's got some abilities. Uh, best is. I was watching some highlight tip or clips, and he was beating our secondary pretty easily. Two, Scott Frost said that um, they said that they're gonna look. So even if the deep route isn't the read they're gonna make, they're always gonna look for the deep route first and then throw it short. So, with that being said, you would think that the vertical passing game in Nebraska will increase and let's be honest that's the biggest downfall in scott frost's tenure in my opinion 
Yeah, it doesn't really have much to do. Well, it doesn't. It doesn't have much to do with him. But it does. Well, like we have a quarter. If, we have a quarterback who checks down too much. Yeah, but if you have a vertical pass game, you saw what the offense was his Scott Frost's first year. It's because they actually look for the deep. Yeah, ball we actually threw the ball more work. than ten yards. And the offense was good, and the um, defense was just really bad. So if you can if you can get back the vertical passing game, yeah, it, it's a, that they have, you could argue they go eight and four. I don't disagree with really any of your points, and it's not that I don't think it'll happen. I want it to happen. I really do. I don't think it will. I genuinely do, and I'm an optimist at heart. I might be the most optimistic person alive. Nah, dude. Nah, but, dude. Not nah, you're saying they're not going to go eight and four. No, 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 no. I am just saying. There is nothing I have seen many times in person with my own two eyes, unfortunately, from Adrian Martinez that makes me think this dude is magically going to be awesome this year. No, no. I, I, I was going to say... It's, and and you, so much you, of that... like You, you can you can that. tell me everything you want to tell me about how we're going to throw deep and we're going to strike and we're going to score. You can't do that if your quarterback doesn't play well. None of that means anything. It's all lies if your quarterback doesn't do it. And our quarterback doesn't like to do that. So unless he magically decided in the offseason to be oh, good to, to be good again. And I know this sounds very harsh, and I am being very harsh. Uh, I, I have no confidence in him. I have zero, I have less than zero confidence in him. Negative integers. Well, that's he the confidence I have in him. But he, he, doesn't, he doesn't inspire warrant, any confidence. But he doesn't warrant us giving him confidence either. No, not at all. Point. He does not deserve any vote of confidence. He, he, he. I, Luke McCaffrey transferred, and we talked about this. If you're Probably. Luke McCaffrey, you're playing a game. Road game away at Rutgers, last game of the season. Meaningless game. They scheduled it so everybody could play another game. Luke McCaffrey was hurt, though. Against Rutgers? Yeah. The only suited-up quarterback was Smothers. Smothers. Okay, well, even then. You, this can still apply This can still apply to Luke McCaffrey. You watch Adrian Martinez come in and turn the ball over three times in the first four. half. Four times in the first half? Two Two fumbles, I believe, and two picks. Uh, okay. Um, and he fumbled it. He also had another drop, but he recovered the ball. Yeah, I'll so, that so might be. You, he fumbled you, it twice. You, two I, believe it was, I believe it was three turnovers, but he, he recovered one of his own fumbles. So you watch a quarterback comes in for a half. Can't, literally can't even hold the ball. Does Smothers even sniff the field? No. Okay. <laughs> So then why, if you're Luke McCaffrey, like it only makes sense for you to transfer. It's like it, nothing that guy does wrong will get him off the field. He, he, he could, I, I mean, he could throw 80 million interceptions and we would get the same song and dance after every game. He's got a lot of heart. He knows what he needs to do to get better. Blah, blah, blah. I don't sick dude. Cool. Well, you I was say you shouldn't buy like, that because I, 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 I was gonna say I have 
And here's a common misconception about Nebraska football fans. Everybody says that we're fickle and that we expect greatness to happen just overnight and that we, we don't appreciate like what we had. No, we ain't. Texas. There's a very vocal minority that is delusional and thinks we're just going to magically arrive back in the promised land. Those people are stupid. It's going to take a long time. It's going to take a lot of work and it's a lot of effort and it's going to be slow and ugly. I can personally attest that the process is not enjoyable because I'm an Notre Dame fan. I have been my whole life. I follow them more than I follow Nebraska. And I watched some piss poor Notre Dame teams for a long time. And they've only recently gotten good again. Yeah, but is, is the gap between Notre Dame being good and then being good again is less it's less years than Nebraska. Yes, but the difference is you still know Notre Dame didn't have an absolute idiot of an athletic director who made terrible coaching hires. Holy shit, it's like um, same with Nebraska. Great, great. I say that. Notre Dame made some terrible coaching hires. They did. Like, yeah, Brian Kelly's a godsend. The, the the Brian Kelly hire Thank God that worked out. Because Brian Kelly is one of those coach. He he's on a level of coaching where they he got them to be really good, but they were getting boat raced by the best teams, and so they evolved kind of how they recruit and they train and they work out and they do everything. And so like Notre Dame year after year has they've continued to get better. And so they're they're very steadily creeping into that kind of upper echelon of like five or six teams where every year they are though they're they're just kind of going to be in that group. They're not quite there. They're still kind of in that group of schools where like every other year you'll be really good, and then you'll kind of take a year to reload develop some guys but then the next year you'll be really good again um yeah but like notre dame has been significantly smarter but also more aggressive about getting good again um but they also didn't have i mean They just didn't make the same mistakes that Nebraska made when it came to like hiring and. What you didn't think they should have hired? Wait, what? Mike Riley? How just, you run? Yeah, the Mike. I say the Mike Riley. The Mike Riley hire is one that I, I mean everybody scratched their heads at it here when it happened. Cause it's just like, what are you? Who? I will say this just so it's out there. I gave Mike Riley a shot. Mike Riley is not at fault for the downfall of Nebraska football. A lot of people give him the shit. They do. Give him black, and um, it's not his fault. It happened 15 years before him with yeah, Frank Solich I was and say, Bill Callahan. The, and that was becoming the decline. But people don't like to say that, but that that's how it is. You fire um, Frank Solich after winning 10 11 games a year you get in what's his face i don't even want to say his name as the ad he brings oh, in yeah. Callahan. i coached Callahan. no peterson 
That's oh, before. Oh God! I, I see. I don't. Peter yeah, I block. I block. I block that out. Well, yeah. I say Eichhorst followed him, and Eichhorst was. Eichhorst was not, not a spring chicken either. Yeah. But it's Tom Osborne for a couple of years, and then Eichhorst, and now it's Moose. Mm. Moose is, I think, good. Eichhorst was absolute ass trash. He was so bad. He uh, made the money, but he could not hire a dude to no. save. In fact, every dude he hired. Every person he hired besides the women's basketball coach, I believe, is no longer a coach at Nebraska. Because he hired Tim Miles. Tim Miles got fired. He hired uh, Amy Williams, Nebraska's basketball coach. She's good. I actually do like her. He hired Erstad, I believe. No longer there. And then he hired <laughs> Riley. And he's no longer there. So, testament to how good of an AD I course was. Yeah, only ones there. Um, but yeah, I just and uh, I was gonna say the thing with Scott Frost is he's used up just about all of the goodwill he's got. Well, this is the year we see if they put and they so shut up. Or put, yeah, if we're or, bad again this year, there's gonna be some 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 grumblings. Well, this I was gonna say, this is clearly the year that if he but, if he doesn't do well, doesn't get in a bowl game, doesn't compete for the West, I think his tenure is uh, cut shorter. Yeah, I don't think he'll get fired this year. I think regardless, he's still the coach next year yeah. for sure. But um, it's uh, <laughs> it's like the scene in uh, Hercules. And the thing I say, the stream of yarn or whatever. And, and when we describe. Like our definition of progress is like eight like and it, four, man. Uh, yeah, I would. Eat, I would go so far as say uh, if we finish five hundred or one game over five hundred, be like uh, okay. I'd be disappointed at that. I was um, like, he's had enough years where, and he's brought in enough good recruiting classes where, I for me personally, it's eight and four or it's a bust year personally. Because if you just look last year, close, close, like all the lot besides Illinois and Ohio State, every loss was close. Think about They're what you just said, though. Illinois, yeah. Illinois, God, yeah. But you look at their schedule this year, all right? There's no way Illinois does that again under Beeline. That dude doesn't have a mobile quarterback. He's going to run it with eight on the line. That's just how he plays. That's easy to stop relatively. Like, if you just think about it, that's easy to stop. Buffalo isn't tough. Oklahoma sucks asshole. I hope Marty listens to this and hears me say that. So, okay. you. I think you beat Illinois. I think you beat Buffalo. I think you lose to Oklahoma. So, you start 2-1. Michigan State looked bad last year. That's three and one. Northwestern's a tough game, but you get them at home. They're not gonna blow you out because they never do every year. We, yeah. So we three don't... and one, three and two. We'll give I was, a loss. I was there. gonna then say. Then you play Michigan at home. Michigan looks bad. They have no quarterback. That's a big question. Uh, they might. They might. They might. They might. But the question say, mark. I'm you not gonna say anymore. He's really highly rated out of high school, but. 
Guess they, what? They, they, Harbaugh said he's had a quarterback for the last six okay. years, and no one's been good. All I'll say about Michigan, they might have a quarterback. I won't say anything more. I won't say they have so any good quarterbacks. They, they might have a quarterback. As of right now, they do not have a quarterback that we have seen and is good. We can say that. Because yeah. Milton last year was yeah. bad. I'm just saying what we saw. I'm just going I, based I on agree. last year. I agree. They don't have, Minnesota's lost a lot of people. I hate Minnesota. <laughs> Purdue, no, we, we beat. We play Ohio State and Link. Holy shit, did we get Michigan and Lincoln? Yeah. Northwestern and Lincoln, Ohio yeah. State and Lincoln. Yep. Iowa and Lincoln. Yep. I see Iowa and Wisconsin. That's the every year they under Scott Frost, they have been close games. Relatively yep. for the majority of the game. And it's just can Scott Frost the only one score games. The only games there's only three games I care about because they're all litmus test games. Ohio State, Wisconsin, and Iowa. See, I think it because, goes Michigan. I think regardless, you lose to Ohio State. Like that's a but. But again, I say why I refer to them as the litmus test games. You're never going to play a better team than Ohio State. Yeah, but yeah. So that's where you find out how you stack up against a a legitimate perennial national title contender. Um. And then, so that's that's just where you find out where you stand with in terms of like how do you stack up with the best of the best. You'll find out when you play Ohio State. Then Iowa and Wisconsin. Those are games where if you are not winning those games, you are not good enough to win your division. Oh, for sure. And respect to Northwestern, but it's it. Northwestern has feasted. On a weak West division for the better part of three to four years now. And, and that's the that's the thing though. The West is so wide open. Yeah. It's so wide open. Because Northwestern is winning the division with they score like thirteen points a game. God, their defense is so good every their, year. Their, def- yeah, their, de- their defense is good, but they're such an eyesore to watch. On offense. It's just God, it's so ugly. Um. But yeah, it's Wisconsin, Iowa, and so, if you can beat, I don't know. So okay, realistically, you look at their schedule. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go through the schedule and tell you what I think. I think you beat Illinois. I think you beat Buffalo. I think you lose to Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma is a good litmus test too, because I don't think they're as true. good as Ohio State. That's true. I would agree. So you're not gonna like see what you can do against the like a top three team in the country, but you're going to see what you can do against a five through 10 team. So you're going to see, Oh, can we compete? And if Nebraska compete, that's good, but I'll, I'll chop that up to a, a loss. I'm not going to say that. Oh yeah, we're going to beat Oklahoma and Norman. That's unrealistic. I'm trying to be realistic here. Michigan state. I think with how bad they looked last year and in, in the entirety of the season, mm-hmm. granted of COVID, but they looked terrible. Like absolutely terrible. Yeah. I'd say I think you chop that up to a win, so we're three and one. Northwestern, that's a that's a dog fight. I don't know what to think of Northwestern. They don't return any running back that uh gave them production. They don't return uh quarterback. Oh, they had someone train in. 
from the SEC. They did. Holinsky from South Carolina. That's who it was. So they got a decent quarterback in. They do. You know they're going to have a really good defense. It's in Lincoln, so I tend to, if it's in Lincoln, I tend to give Nebraska the favor. But we haven't beaten them in Lincoln in years. Yeah, we beat them a couple of years ago. How many times have we lost to them since then in Lincoln? Two or three times? Once. I'm pretty sure we've lost to them two times in a row at home. No, they, we was at my cousin's wedding. Shout out to my cousin. And I believe Nebraska beat them then. On uh, we made a field goal, Barrett Pickering. We haven't beat them in Evanston, though. We beat them a couple years ago in Evanston. I was at that game. Well, regardless, I I give since it's at home um, and Northwestern isn't uh, they're not going to blow you out. I'll go four one. I don't think we beat Michigan, just because. I don't know. I think they can reload. I think Jim Harbaugh is a good coach. I think he is overrated, but they they through recruiting rankings, they just have more talent than Nebraska. We are one and two in the last three home games against Northwestern. We beat them at home in twenty nineteen. We lost in yeah. twenty eighteen and twenty we lost in twenty seventeen and twenty fifteen at home. Yeah, okay. So the most recent one we won. Yeah, but we have we I are think, two and four against Northwestern in our last six. Yeah, so I, I think you give it because it's at home. They're not going to blow you out. I think you give it to Nebraska. Michigan, I don't think we will. So four and two. Minnesota, that's a weird one because they lost Johnson, Tyler Johnson. Yeah. Uh, the, the, They lost the run. No, is Abraham still there? No, I think he's going to the NFL. So I, I won't say five and two because that's real ballsy. But I'm not sold on Michigan or Minnesota. We have to see what they are. But as of right now, I'll go five and two. Purdue, <laughs> Purdue's that tricky one. I think, we'll beat, I think we'll beat Purdue. What? I think we'll beat Purdue. Okay, so then you're saying we go six and two. We lose to Ohio State. That's a conclusion. There, there's no way we beat them. Especially if we have Adrian Martinez at the trigger man. Yeah. I think it would be a closer game than last year. Yeah. Because Nebraska, let's be honest, they gave them the best first half of football they've ever seen until Bama. That's true. We did do that. So. And, uh, and well, we did it until we didn't. Yeah, and then it fell apart. But um, for one half, it looked real, real intense. Um, southeastern Louisiana, Nebraska wins to what? You're seven and three. But yeah, one, two, three and one, four and one, four and two, five and two, six and two, six and three, seven and seven and three. I think in Madison, I think Nebraska loses. So seven and four. Iowa, that's a tough game at home. Or at home, yeah. Apparently, it is at home. Uh, I think you give it. So I think realistically, Nebraska goes seven and five. 
I think, a really good season. Nebraska goes nine and three. And I think Oof. a bad season, Nebraska goes six and six. I I would count seven and five. I think we're gonna go seven and five or six and six, and I would count both of those as a win. Okay. But my Yeah. I'm not as optimistic about it as you are. But that's really surprising, folks. I have I have I said it last year. I have absolutely zero expectation for Nebraska football for the next f- f- four years. Whatever good things happen, I will be pleasantly surprised and I will enjoy it. Um, but I have no expectation. I don't have the emotional capacity to invest myself in them and Notre Dame. Because um, then I just get sad and depressed every Saturday. Well, not every Saturday. Because I watch Nebraska just get slapped at for an 11 a.m. kickoff, and then I watch Notre Dame just beat the brakes off somebody in prime time. Tim, you're too you're too much focusing on all the bad and not uh, the good. Well, there's such little good about Nebraska football. Absolutely dominating Rutgers, man. Um, yeah, thank thank God. Hey, Michigan struggled. They barely they took him to double overtime. That's true. Um, but it's also but it's, it's also Rutgers quarterbacked by our former second string quarterback. Yeah, who went there and was way better. What does that tell you? Um, way better is a little over exaggeration, Tim. But all right, I I don't know. I watched the entirety of the Minnesota game that he started in person. I oh my god! I mean, yeah, I'm not going to say anything about that. That was a horrible experience. Um, yeah, what's what's next? <laughs> it's very very cheery. Uh, we got our pop culture segment where we talk about okay. footy. Okay, here we let's go. Where, where do you want to go? Let's go pop culture. Um. Got to get the good vibes back, and now I'm just. Well, I don't know if it's good. It's good vibes for me. I don't know if I'm very nihilistic thinking about Nebraska football. It's just like, eh, whatever. Okay. Uh, quick, quick note before we talk about uh, F9. I, I listened to uh two Pink Floyd albums for the very first time yesterday. Uh, two albums that are considered just like all time in the pantheon of classics. Uh, I listened to Dark Side of the Moon and then I listened to The Wall. Do I feel like a changed man? I don't think so. But so I did like uh, what? So they're not as good as people say they no, are? No, they are really good. It's just like I I I don't I don't love Pink Floyd as some people do, so it's not like oh my god, what an experience it was to hear this for the first time. I will say Dark Side. I I did quite like Dark Side of the Moon. Um, because Dark Side of the Moon just sounds like every track just rolls straight into each other. So if you just like cue it up on Spotify, so it just plays one after the other. And you're not paying attention to like what 
when the song changes like like it it just sounds like one very long continuous track which is interesting um also one of the the very the, the last track from Dark Side of the Moon Eclipse is the song that is used in the trailer for Dune the new version of Dune What's Dune Tim tell the people Dune is Star Wars for adults that's what that's what Dune is. It's really cool. Um, not a lot of people know about it because they just don't read books. And there's like four or five books. Uh, it's a really cool story. Uh, Denis, Denis Villeneuve is uh, making the movie. It's going to be a lot better than the David Lynch version from 1984. That's for sure. Um... Yeah, they got a really good cast for it. Timothy Chalamet, Oscar Isaac, Rebecca Ferguson, Zendaya, Jason Momoa, Batista. A lot of good people. But yeah, so that that is my thing. I, I listened to Dark Side of the Moon and then The Wall back to back. Were you just like in a dark room, pitch black, and just playing the music and just laid there? No, I was at my desk at work. Oh, okay. A little although, different. Although sometimes, sometimes I will do that. I'll just like before I go to bed, I'll just be laying in my room in the dark and I'll just listen to an album before I go to bed. Sometimes I will do that. I did that the last time I, the most recent 1975 album that came out. That's what I did, which ended up being a mistake because that album is actually like very much a downer. <laughs> <laughs> it just is not like I'm gonna end my day on a good note. That's just not what it is. Um, it's it's just a tad depressing. Um, so, but yeah, F nine. Luda, Luda. Man, this music's real sad. Hey, F nine, the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Luda and Roman Reigns go to space in a. <laughs> Luda. Um, I finally watched the trailer last night. What did you think of it? Give us your honest opinion. You know, I thought it looked like a Fast and Furious movie. Um, so thank God they got it right. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I mean, we've talked about this off the pod before. Um, I enjoy the Fast and Furious movies for what they are at their core. Extremely ridiculous over-the-top action movies where people drive fast. Um, I don't... I don't take them any more seriously than that. So it's like, yeah, it's like it's awesome. Explosions, action, stuff's happening. Why not? Um... I mean, I'm gonna go watch it, and I'll, I'll I'll enjoy being able to just turn my brain off and just see a cool action movie with explosions and cool cars. Same. What do you think? Okay. What do you think? If you watch the trailer, you see that uh, they use a fucking big ass magnet that's powerful as oh, shit. Oh, that made Would me you- that made me laugh so hard. <laughs> it's like. Because part of me thought it's like it's like it's like every every fast okay so here here's the part of me that like 
when I say when I just described to you why I enjoy the the other part the, the the rest of me that watches it who's somebody who like loves movies is just like I find them so funny for the level of ridiculousness they go to but like I can appreciate it because it's just so out there and it's just like you know what fuck it how does Dom Toretto get from skyscraper to skyscraper in Dubai he drives his car out the window and through the other window and does he do it more than once hell yeah dude he does it twice and he bails out of the car while also getting the CD out of the the radio because they're stealing a CD out of the super expensive Lambo in a high rise in Dubai in one of the earlier trailers too you see uh, Dom driving his car off a cliff and then it hits like a crane (laughs) that gets in the wheel and then swings him from (laughs) island to island (laughs) and it's like like, yes dude Dom Toretto knows you got to be hitting 120 at seven and a half RPMs to, 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 to catch that hook on the crane. Perfectly. He, every he, time. He, that, and think about it. Think about how often he has to fix his car. Not worth it. Probably never Tim. Cause he's Dom Tredo. But then, but then there's all just the random cutscenes from the previous movies of like Paul Walker walking into his garage and he's just like under the hood of his charger. Which which magically he restore I guess he restores that once a year. <laughs> What's wrong with that, Tim? He likes working on cars. But damn it's it. not even the same car at this point. Jesus, dude, you're so critical, man. Uh, Fuck. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, just the level of ridiculousness. I I just find it so funny. It's just like this is just so. Like it, it's almost it's like it like. The best way to put it, it's laughable that they ask me to suspend my disbelief as much as they do, but I also very much appreciate that they know how out there and crazy it is. Well, that's like uh, um, they literally, the creators of the movie, <laughs> I saw, so I was looking at the trailer in the comment section of the trailer, and one guy commented, he's like, what do you think, what do you think the odds are if uh, the producers of the movie just look at the comment section of the trailers and put the, what people say in the movie. That's basically, <laughs> but it's like, it's who's to true. say that's not what they do? Okay, because when I watched, is F eight the one with the nuclear sub in Russia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So I watched that, and and, and other member of the pod, Marty, who I like the Fast and Furious movies. I would say he loves the Fast and Furious movies. Would Would you disagree I with that? Also- yeah, I think Marty loves them. Okay. I also enjoy them a lot. I think they're just fun entertainment. Yeah, they're very quotable. I love for two hours. I love how quotable they are. Um, and, and just and some of the best ones from from the ver- from just the first from the very first movie, just the jaw ja rule with the uh, menage. He's like, no, Monica. <laughs> Which I love when that first got described before. I said, they're just like, yeah, that that one guy yells this. And then I was watching it. I'm like, that's a jaw rule. What do you mean that one guy yells this? Um, or uh, later in the series, Ejecto Sinocast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
but I, I just remember talking to Marty about it. And Marty would get so pissed off whenever he'd be watching on TV and I'd be talking to him about it. Cause, and I do this because I know it bothers him and it winds him up. And it makes me laugh. In F8, it's like the government, like the government is like, yo, we need you guys to to steal oh, this. You thought he was the government, Mister Nobody. Well, I mean, that feels like I it's 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 off like a private like uh, it, it, company. It's, I mean, is it the government? Really no, it feels like it's the government. It could be some it could be. some big important organization that has all this money. It's like you guys, you guys need to go steal a floppy disk out of a nuclear sub in Russia. Yeah, because they needed to. But the best thing, it's like. And I, was, I just remember asking Marty, I'm like, okay, so the premise of this movie is that these eight people, they're the only people in the world who can infiltrate a Russian army base, a, a, a nuclear submarine base guarded by the Russian army. And these eight people are going to roll up there. Luda and Roman Reigns are rolling up there strapped with, strapped with handguns against Igor and Sergei with AK-47s. And they need to steal a floppy disk out of a submarine and then escape across a lake. Why are they the only people on the planet who can do this? Because they drive fast in L.A. No, you know why? Because they're <laughs> indispensable. If they die, they die. No one cares about them because they're family, Tim. And they drive fast in L.A. Nah, dude, you're not. You know you're who's not more qualified to do that? You're not. If, getting if the we're going by people who drive fast in L.A., just get 15 people who drive Priuses in L.A. Those people are psychos. See, now you go from liking the movies to now you're just absolutely disrespecting the franchise. <laughs> Get out of here, dude. Nah. Well, they are family, except Dom Toretto just doesn't acknowledge his brother. What's up with that? I got Corolla. <laughs> I drink Corolla. Fam- fam- family. family. Family is everything. Oh, dude, you have this brother that you just don't talk to ever? How cool, do you know cool. he knows his brother? What if cool. he doesn't? Have well, you seen I, the movie? I watched the trailer and it seems like they know each other. So cool cool message, bro. I'm glad to see you. Don't practice what you preach. Well, what if his brother wronged him in the past, Tim? Maybe he did. And you're over here judging, dude. Maybe that's why he closed lines him off the zip line. Which again, one of the most casual zip lines you'll ever see. <laughs> Perfectly, too. Let's not let's <laughs> it's just not. like just a dude chilling on a zipline. And then Vin Diesel just perfect form tackles him at the hips. No, I just, I, I say, it, it just, uh, yeah. Don't say, disrespect the movies like that. I was going to say, it can be really fun to nitpick them, but they're also very fun to watch. Well, there's no reason to nitpick them. No, because other, the premise is so ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Like, I say the there's point? no reason to do it other than to do it for the sake of doing it for your own enjoyment. Well, it's just it's like Transformers movies all over again. I don't get why <laughs> people did pick them because guess well, what? The only They're thing big I'll, robots that hit each other. The only thing I'll say about Transformers in terms get, of I don't get what everyone's so critical. The, it's like what the, do you expect? The, the only thing I'll roast Transformers for this is the only thing. It's just that for that stretch of time. That shot of like the big transformer, which is just like its huge ass balls. That was at one point the largest CGI like image or file 
in movie history was like this computer generated image of this huge transformer just in his nutsack <laughs> which it's just so there's nothing wrong with that man. <laughs> no but it's just so funny that added to the scene <laughs> it's just so funny it's like See, really there's nothing overly critical that you need to be about Transformers. No, it's like that's the only thing I'll say about Transformers, but I'm not I'm not big into Transformers. It's like See, I don't care. Marty the Marty to the Fast and Furious series is like me to the trans I love the Transformers. Yeah, so I know you really like Transformers. It's like really fun and entertaining cuz I go in there and I'm like, "Oh, we're just going to see big robots hit each other. That's kind of cool. That's fun." Yeah. Like Yeah. Yeah. I don't expect much yeah. else from them. Yeah. I say I don't Transformers it's just not for me. Like I can do Fast and Furious and I can like watch it and enjoy it and be like, "Oh, it's cool. Explosions and Lambos." I don't know what it is about Transformers. I just can't really get into it. You would actually like the newest one, Bumblebee movie. You like the solo you, Bumblebee. I say you keep telling me that. I will I will eventually I will eventually watch it. But I also I say I also do not like Michael Bay. Yeah, and he doesn't um, make the so there you go yeah the 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 youtube edits of like this movie if michael bay directed it just like every three seconds there's a random explosion titanic (laughs) explosion of the ice (laughs) to the ship um yeah i'm not a big michael bay fan no i think i think his visual effects are cool uh, the storyline and the storyline just lacks in most of his movies. Yeah, I but was I think say. like visually it looks it looks like holy shit that's sick. Yeah, I say he's like the exact opposite. Like the directors I really that I find like I I really like most of the movies that make Michael Bay is basically the antithesis of of them. And that's good sometimes. You need um, that. You need that guy that's the outlier that's not the same. Yeah, yeah. It'd just be it'd just be cool if I don't know. Uh, like Merlin is in the trans is in a Transformers movie. Yeah, what's wrong with that? I don't know. I just I don't get it. But I, I've seen the first forty minutes of that movie, and I remember thinking, "What is this?" And then like, it's a scene. So you stopped watching. I watched it. My professor in my capstone class showed it to us, and then our class ended. So, yes, I stopped watching it because class ended. And I was like, I don't think I want to go back and watch the rest of that. Just give it a watch, man. Because I remember thinking, what is this movie? I don't know what it is. And we got to the first part with the robot, and I was like, wait, this is a Transformers movie? And I was so confused. I think it was last night because it opens up with like that medieval battle scene. And it's just, and I was like, okay. I don't know what this is, but sure. And then I saw that. It, then it's like, oh, this is a Transformers movie. And I was like, dude, are you open to movies, man? It seems like you're very. I am open to movies. <laughs> narrow-minded in the ones you like. I am open to movies. I, I just, I don't like Michael Bay. He's not for me. He's not for me. And well, I've he's never, not for me either. I say, but but I, I also, I also have never been into Transformers in any phase of my life. So it's it's a combination oh, of two things that I I just not like, I I don't hate Transformers. I very strongly dislike Michael Bay. I'm I'm neutral towards Transformers. 
See, I never grew up on uh, Transformers. I just watched the movies. I'm like, oh, robots hitting each other. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. We've yeah. never seen that before in cinema. Yeah. So I'm like, what? <laughs> there's no point of then taking that. Like, it's like the Fast and Furious movies too. Like, what's the point of taking it serious? Yeah. Well, I was gonna say, no I get more enjoyment out of all the Fast and Furious movies. It. But to me, it's like big things hitting each other. It's like maybe do that one or two times. It's like I don't need seven iterations of big things hitting each other. I only think there's six. Um, I mean, that's 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 only one less than seven. Um, that's still a yeah, lot, though. Storyline to that, Tim. Is Josh Dumel still in the Transformers movies? There's no way. Well, Jesus, dude, you don't even watch it, do you? <laughs> no, I know Mark Wahlberg plays Cade Yeager, which is an all-time character name. If you're curious, yes, Josh Dumel is in the <laughs> Transformers movies. You clearly don't watch it, and that is evidence right there. No, but I'm, I'm, I, 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 I think it, I, th- I think it, part of it, I too. Think it, I think it says something that I was still right about it. What? What's wrong with that? <laughs> nothing's wrong no, with nothing. Being... Nothing's wrong with that. Like, <laughs> in the army. Like, I don't. I don't get where you're coming at. You're coming at Transformers sideways, dog. What the I, hell is this? I am. It's this computer, computer generated balls. <laughs> Not for you me. Don't like Transformers because of the computer generated. <laughs> no, no. That's just the funniest thing about it to me. Um. Oh man! No, right. the tra- I said the Transformers movies. After the first two, they just don't pique my interest. I, and they're not for me. Um, but I know that about myself, and I'm comfortable. And I'm, and, I'm, and I'm comfortable with it. Because like, in the second one, Tim just saw the computer generated balls and was like, "All right, dog. Nope, um, nope, we ain't there anymore." All right. Oh, well, give me some credit. I have seen the first three, so. Yeah, but there's two more after that, I think. And, yeah. Plus yeah. a bubble piece solo. Yeah. Which you actually should watch. You would like it. Um, I'll, I'll give it a try. I genuinely will. Of, speaking of things Tim likes, I hate to break it to you guys, but I don't think we're going to have time for footy this week. Uh, uh, we will oh. include it next week. Um, Manchester City beat Dortmund to make it to the Champions League semifinal. Going quick. All right. PS, never mind. P- oh, I, I was just gonna say. Who, I was just gonna say who made it. That's that's all I was gonna do. Bayern Munich lost to PSG. Um. PSG. Um. Yeah, we got Chelsea. Real- Chelsea beat Porto. What a what a surprise! And then Real Madrid beat Liverpool. Yeah, so we have Chelsea versus Liverpool on Tuesday, April twenty seventh. Wednesday, April 26th, it's PSG versus Manchester City. First leg of Chelsea, the Real, Chelsea Real Madrid, Liverpool lost. Um, That's Liverpool? You did, you did. Oh, Real Madrid, um, Chelsea, my bad, I apologize. I'm looking at it right in front of my face, so I apologize. Um, yeah, so that's, 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 that's footy. <laughs> yeah, and we're, uh, the final will be on May 26th. We that's will talk birthday. about soccer more we're just running out of time in this one folks. we are I we are so. we, i say we talked for a long time about <laughs> our well. our quick five minute pop culture segment turned into 15 minutes to 20 minutes and we talked for a long time about football 
Yeah, that football took away long. And we didn't even talk about we didn't even talk really about spring football. We just talked about Nebraska football in general. Yeah. Which was a good chunk. Uh but the last thing we're gonna lead off or the last thing we're gonna talk <laughs> about, folks, is uh Creighton basketball versus Nebraska basketball. Yeah. And the trajectories that the programs are facing currently. Uh Creighton's kind of in a gray area. We'll see what happens. That's my official statement. It's kind of. They've lost all five starters. Yeah, but like... They, all five played a lot, too. That's true. Um, but like... They have bench players who will see if they do better with increased minutes. They they could very well. They, they could very well not do well. Uh, we'll see. It, so it depends on how really they're... Good. As, uh, yeah, I honestly it could probably go either way. They need to reload. They're not. They're obviously not going to be as good as they have been the last two years. That's not going to happen. Um, Do you think all those players leaving were due to McDermott and the comments he made during the season? Um, or do you think some of that has to do with it? I or think, do you think none of it. I think that's why Bishop is transferring. Um, I'm not and if I you don't, guys are curious, I will not repeat what McDermott said but you, it's out there and you um, can look at McDermott I'm not surprised I thought Zigorowski would stay he didn't have a great season. He had a good year. He didn't have a great year. Um, I'm not surprised Balak is leaving because that dude's going to go play in Europe for a long time. And he'll make money. He'll make Maybe money. Maybe get a shot in the NBA. You never know. You never know. But I, I, I think he's, if you want to be realistic about it, I think he's much, much more of a lock for Europe. Oh, for sure. Um, but his game, I think, fits the European style of play where it's a lot more finesse and shooting. Um, I mean, the dude's got unlimited range. They like they will love him over there. They say um, his range is just as good as mine, so just saying. Damian Jefferson, I thought, was the only guy from the team. I was like, okay, that guy could go to the NBA and he, he might get drafted and he'll stick. But he, he's... He's got the he's got the build and the body. He has the athleticism. He's a good enough shooter. And he's 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 in the Andre Iguodala Golden State Warriors mold where he just he he does he does every the little bit of everything. And every every team it doesn't matter what sport you play in. Every team you need you need guys who their role is to just kind of they they do the dirty work and they grind. And they plug the gaps wherever they need to be plugged, and they 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 just they put their head down and they just go to work every day with their hard hat on. He's one of those guys. Mahoney, I could see Mahoney sticking on a roster. He can score. Didn't shoot very well this year, but I I could see him landing somewhere. Um, Zegarowski, I could see landing somewhere. He's really small for an NBA point guard. He's small. Yeah, um, but uh, but he can. He, if Chris Paul can make a Hall of Fame career out of being really small. Yes, Chris Paul is way better than Marcus Zigorowski, but yes, size wise, 
Yeah, I'm just yeah. saying. Um, I said Zigarowski can shoot. He can handle the ball. He's, his defense is going to have to get better, but you never know, Tim. John Stockton's. Um, but I mean, there's a lot of seniors who aren't coming back, just kind of across the board in college basketball. So, as I said, they may have just decided, like you know what, it, I, I, it, it's just time to move on. Um. So. Yeah, I mean, we'll see with Creighton. I don't really have much of an expectation for them for next year. I, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens with them and like over or under five hundred. I think they'll be over five hundred, but I, I, as in, like, I, I think Creighton will be like eighteen and twelve, eighteen and thirteen, like in the in that realm where like they're solid but they're not great. What do you mean? That's tournament. T- that's a tournament team. Barely. Um, yeah, barely a tournament team. Still a tournament team. So you think that they? You think they could make the tournament then, off of what they have on the bench, and what and, they're bringing. And with the, yeah, if they play, but that's like, if all goes well, I think that's where they'll oh, end so up. That's, the, that's like that's the benchmark. Yeah, I think they could. I, I think they could very easily be a five hundred team, or be like one or two games under five hundred. Um. Because who's to say? They're losing almost all of their production, so you don't really know what they're going to look like. Like, it, it, that you you can project and talk about it all you want, but there's really not much to go off of even to project because 95% of their points are leaving. As all of their production pretty much across the board is going to be gone. So they just start from scratch, new roles. People are going to have to adapt and adjust and you're not going to know until they get out there and you see it. So you, you think they'll be better than that uh, Austin Chapman team right after Doug McDermott and all the seniors left? So they'll, they'll be better um, than 14 and 18 or whatever they were? I'll give them the benefit of the doubt and say yes, but I, I if they don't gel and mesh well, then I could see that happen. Interesting. But I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I was going to say, I'm, even though I like them and I follow them very closely, I'm going to be a realist about it. I'm not going to, not going to be like they're going to they're going to reload and win 23 games. It's not going to happen. Like well, the, shit, it's, that's not going to happen. Potentially in the tournament, that's pretty good. Yeah, but that's like I don't consider an 18 win team that makes a tournament. I don't consider them good. Well, I uh, do just because they made the tournament. But. But, but, but that's but, but that but that's because like Oregon State made the tournament and they were seventeen and fifteen. Yeah, and guess so, like, what? They made it to the Elite Eight. No, 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 no. The Gary Payton, G- Gary Payton, the second team from like four or five years ago. Gary Payton Jr. Gary Payton Jr. That team was seventeen and fifteen, and they made the tournament and they got lambasted. Yeah, but this team also was um, what seventeen and fourteen, seventeen and thirteen. They, they were fourteen and twelve. No, they had more wins than that. No, regular season, I believe they were fourteen and twelve. Yeah. Well, um, regardless, they weren't that great, and they made it. So, <laughs> I guess anytime you get a shot, Tim, you gotta 
can yeah, make but a, how, yeah, but it's like how how many teams who land on the on the eleven or twelve line make a run to the elite eight? Or how many runs does so Doug McDermott or not Doug McDermott? But that's I say McDermott make. You have Creighton yeah. playing in the Big East. It's just not going to happen. No, because like I I say I would not consider. I don't know. The benchmark for me, for me to say, you're a good team in college basketball, 20 wins. But most teams that make the tournament get to 20 wins. See, I just go anyone that makes the tournament's a good team. I say, some years, yes. Other years, I'd say no. Just because... Because you were a top 64 team, regardless of what people say. Because you made it there and and other teams haven't. That's true. have to be a good team in my eyes they have to be a good team to be there that's true um or i I guess i should say i i understand your line of thinking there um but yeah i don't know we'll see what happens with creighton they'll be good they'll be bad whatever don't worry, Nebraska's going to be better than Creighton. Also, I want to bring up, uh, before I forget, uh, Brad Davidson is coming back for 17th year at Wisconsin. Really? Yeah. I just saw that oh, this week. I was wow. like, holy shit. Brad Davidson, who's never committed a foul in his life. Nah, and flops all the time, but gets the charge call. That might be my favorite thing. That, 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 that's probably the easiest way to illustrate just my frustration with Wisconsin basketball and why I hate Wisconsin basketball. They, 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 they're like, well, we don't foul people. It's like, what do you mean you don't foul people? Everybody does that. Of course you do. But like, any time a foul gets called on Wisconsin, when they're playing a home game at the Cole Center, the team, the bench, the coaching staff, and all the fans act like... They just witnessed a murder. Well, yeah, Tim, because they obviously yeah, drew the charge. And, and everyone's like, we don't foul. It's like, what the fuck do you mean you don't foul, you blind idiots? Of well, course yeah, you do. And you're not like, even good. Come on now. You're not even good. <laughs> yeah, just, but uh, I thought that was interesting because it was like, oh, that dude's been there forever. Yeah, he, is, he is one of those guys. He's been He's been around. Is, like is, is Reavers coming back? Nah, I mentioned it last podcast or two podcasts ago that uh, he's transferring. Oh, where? To uh, who? Yeah, where? No one knows yet, but he's transferring. He's in the transfer portal. Is he going to be one of those guys who transfers to like, this insane team and then everyone's like, well, he was very underwhelming this year. Well, no, he'll probably transfer to Gonzaga and then probably put up 28 game to then... No, because Gonzaga is probably going to get the number one guy who's a center. Yeah, but you're not going to start Timmy and that guy at the same time because they play the same positions. So you have a power forward open. I'm shocked that Wisconsin is losing one of their own. What other team plays that brand of basketball? I was going to say, well, (laughs) Reamers just probably got so... You know where uh, he should go? Iowa. Mo Valley. Oh no, Wisconsin? I was thinking Iowa. Because then you could continue the five, yeah. start five white guys. No, nah, you should just go to a Mo Valley team because Wisconsin basically plays Mo Valley basketball. Jesus, Tim. <laughs> Not when they have Frank the Tank in the same 
record, the, dude. That team played excellent basketball. Yeah, they did, but that was one season. That was also under Bo Ryan, too. Yeah, <laughs> so, but like every other year, Wisconsin is just like super slow paced in the half court, not ever fouling anybody. God forbid. But if it gets you to the tournament, it gets you to the NCAA tournament. Yeah, but it doesn't take him anywhere, with the exception of that one season. It yeah, doesn't but take him anywhere. Yeah, but neither does the way Doug McDermott plays either, so. Yeah. I guess, I mean, it's. And it's easier to get. It's easier to get people to. Or to find players that play good defense than to find, like, really good shooters. So it's easier brand of basketball to preach to your team than Creighton's is because Creighton's you actually have to go it's, out and yeah, find players so that can shoot. Boring. It is, it is. But you know who doesn't play a boring style of basketball? Nebraska. Uh, that is true. You never know what's going to happen. Nah, Nebraska doesn't play a boring style of basketball. They get a lot of open shots. They just don't have guys that could currently make all the open <laughs> they, they shots. They just get. miss them all. Dude, don't even say miss them all. They miss only like 60% of them, right? I watched the overtime loss at home Illinois last season. Were you just yawning there, Tim? I was. Jesus Christ. Dude. It's been Fuck. a long day. Um, you could have yourself and then yawn. Fuck. No. No. Uh, no, I need to know. Fuck. Yeah, the overtime loss at home to Illinois last season. Yeah. I quite literally, uh, it's just like, do we want to win this game? It's like everybody in the huddle is just like, you know what? No. Yeah, but that also proved that they could play with one of the better That's teams. It. They did. The they did play a good game. It's just they they just handed it away. And it, when you bring in a five star recruit with a guy who averages twenty five in junior college that hits fifty five percent from three, who's from Japan, you have the makings for a team that can make the NCAA tournament next year. Especially when you return everyone but Thorth Bjarnson. I suppose. Guys, he's from Iceland, so I can't say his name. Thor, Thorier, I think it's Thorier Thor Bjornsson. Uh, and he he also might come back this year. So then you're you're losing really no one on the team because the other two seniors are coming back: Junior Lakes and uh, Kai Webster. Kai Web. Kai is it Kai or Ty? You're asking the wrong person. No, I know. I'm. I'm just talking to myself so then you have literally your whole team coming back without the exception of teddy allen which was a cancer to the team in the first place who doesn't want to play defense who doesn't want to do anything but then shoot the ball and he's the reason nebraska didn't get a shot versus illinois because he brought his defender to uh mcgowan's who's dribbling the ball so you have two guys guarding three guys essentially or two guys, or you had two. You had two guys guarding two guys, but the two guys Jesus. on Illinois. Jesus. Well, I was gonna say it's just a convoluted area it of just sounds like you're, It sounds like you're putting your own brain in a pretzel. Yeah, I am. But it was just it. It was Teddy Allen's fault. Yeah. 
on I, why I, I Illinois. Say, yeah, I saw it with my own two eyes. Get a shot off because he brought his defender to the area of uh, McGowan's who's dribbling the basketball. So now Teddy Allen's gone because he's the head case. You bring you you basically have the same starting five. You have a five star coming in who Nebraska's most talented guy they've ever had. Yeah. You get a Lithuanian that's seven foot. You yeah. get rid of uh, Ivan Drago. His name's not Ivan Drago. It's something Drago. From He's from France. He's uh, actually playing at Grand Canyon now. Grand Canyon does get the international players. So, as I say, Nebraska returns a lot. They have good players coming in. And you saw glimpses of last year especially Illinois game, and after Teddy Allen decided to sit out, you saw that Nebraska could actually play decent basketball. They just need a couple of guys added to the team. So therefore, as I was gonna say, personally, I think Nebraska this year, I think will be better than Creighton because Creighton lost a absolute ton, and it's hard regardless, and they're not at the point where they can just, every year they just reload. Like it's gonna take them to a couple of years to get back to the point where they were at. So I think Nebraska this year is gonna get their first NCAA tournament win. They're gonna be better than Creighton. I'm gonna win the bet from Tim this year, finally. Dab. And it's gonna be good. So that's what I have to say about Nebraska basketball. That's that's a big season for Nebraska basketball. What do you mean big season, dude? It's gonna happen. It's and then they can make a run to the NCAA tournament, dude. It's a lot of firsts. Yeah? What's wrong with that? Nothing. I don't know, man. The way you said it's a lot of firsts means you don't think it's going to happen, do you? Be honest, man. Be honest with the crowd, Tim. We'll see. Nah, dude. Just be honest. We will see. Do you think it will happen? Uh, I think they're paying Fred Hoiberg a lot of money for that to not for for they're paying him too much money for that to not happen. I'm gonna say you are also not a big Fred Hoiberg fan. Have I From, Well yeah, when we well when he well, got hired you're like, oh, I don't yeah, think that yeah, great. Yeah, that's gonna say that they're they're I I I I did think at the time that there were better people out there. I'm I'm interested to see where he takes them. There probably were better people out um, there, but who would want to go to Nebraska? Yeah. That's the other thing. You also have to He's like the me. 10th best paid coach in college basketball, though. He's That's, not that high. Yeah, he is. No, he's not. Yeah, he is. All right, I'll look this up. You you entertain the crowd. Nebraska pays him over $3 million. They, they, they give him the bag, dude. They pay him. Buku bucks, which I mean, if he generates, we'll see, we'll see if you're telling the truth, Tim. If he, I should be, because I literally looked at this list today at work. <laughs> he is ten. You are right. I which I, that shocked me when I saw it. I thought there's, no, but I mean, you know, if they think he's the guy who's going to get him there, then he's worth it. I don't even think Tim. He but, is the guy. But that well, that, well, that's the thing I was gonna say. He makes that much money. He better be the damn guy. And he will be. He makes more than Bill Self. Yeah, that's insane. Well, how is that insane? Bill Self cheats and 
does illegal shit. Yeah, but Bill Self also gets to Final Fours. Because he cheated and does illegal <laughs> shit. Maybe that's the way you got to do it, though. He does get more than Mick Cronin, so I I can't uh, argue yeah, that one. Like, that's, that's ridiculous. <laughs> but well, he gets he gets more money than ninety seven percent of college coaches. Ninety eight percent, probably ninety nine percent of college coaches, he makes more money than them to coach at Nebraska. Yeah, what's wrong with that? You know, what's fucking wrong with that, Tim? Be nothing, honest. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just they should be getting. If the if the, I say if they they should be getting a lot better. If this is the year they get better, good for them. And they were they you um, <laughs> This is one of those like things where you're you're you've you mentioned in football where Nebraska fans are so senile where they expect greatness right away. It seems like you're expecting greatness right away no, from Frank No, Park. I'm saying in the next two to three seasons. Oh, okay. So you're okay. In the next two to three seasons, they should be a tournament team. For the money he's making, yeah. they should be a tournament team, and they will be. I, I, I just, but he's getting a lot of money to have just finished last in the conference. Yeah, I'll, but I'll, if you I'll, I'll throw him, I'll throw him a bone. If you actually they were better last year, last year like, and this year, they were better last year than they were the previous season. Yeah, then miles better, miles and, better, and, and not reflected in the record, but still, no, it's a they, lot of money. They, it's a Dude, lot of money. If they played a full schedule, Nebraska is probably winning 13 games this year. 12 games this year instead yeah. of playing four and nine conference in the whole conference. Yeah. It just in the next 2 to 3 seasons for the money he's making, they should be a tournament team. Yeah, I would agree. That would be like to me that would be like the baseline expectation for how much you're paying him. Well, yeah, that should be. As I say, there's, there's, I have no qualms with that. I Nebraska basketball, whatever good things happen to them, good for them, because for the better part of their existence, they've been god awful. Uh, they were really good in the '90s, and then since the '90s, yeah, they've Danny had Nee teams. Yeah, my parents have an autographed basketball that Danny Nee signed. Really? Yeah, That's it's, in their, nice. it's in their basement. Um, they were a three seed under Danny Nee in the NCAA tournament and got upset. <laughs> oh, what's this laughing? Fuck you, Tim. That is just a that is a classic Nebraska basketball thing. Get out of here, dude! You're all high and mighty with the guy uh, that just, barely gets out uh, of the first round. I, I, I was gonna say the just the thing with Nebraska basketball is once they w- w- once they figure out how to just like if if Hoiberg can get them good again. Their biggest challenge will just be handling the burden of expectation because that's the one thing that just over the decades they just haven't been able to do well. No, but just imagine though if you if you win the um, first NCAA tournament game, yeah, that's a big weight off the shoulders. You're gonna get an extra four years of like you're you're just gonna yeah. get a lot of extra time because if you look at Tim Miles got to the NCAA tournament in his third or fourth year, he got an extra. Th- Three or four years. Yeah. Do that. I say it's so a big think- it's a big burden off the shoulders. Like Creighton just made the Sweet Sixteen for the first time. Yeah, um, I did think it's getting fired in the next three years. You but, know it. Yeah, it's just there, the, there's something to be said for knowing you can go into the 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 one off games or the games where like you 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 have to win. 
and being able to do it. That's Nebraska tough. basketball struggled with that. Creighton like has just Creighton has like just started to turn the corner on that. Where like they they but it's like their games against Villanova for the last three seasons. Going into all those games, most of them, it, you, you could flip a coin as to who's going to win. And it took them a long time to get to that point. Because like, before that, when they joined the Big East, it's like, okay, you want to see if they can keep it within 10. And like, if they kept it within 10 when they'd go play Villanova, it's like, okay, that's a good game. That's that that's a good showing for them. But they've like just started to turn the corner where they can beat Villanova with some level of consistency. Not every time. Um... But like you would you would expect them to split. That's not going to happen, probably for two years now because they need to get more. They 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 need to figure out their situation. Um, if, if ever. But uh, yeah, Nebraska just. They just gotta keep on they, time. Yeah, they yeah yeah, they don't have good luck, and they need time. As I say it's it's. Men's sports currently in Nebraska, besides baseball, you just need to give them time. And track. They will turn it around. Well, shit, you see gymnastics finish second over. Or well, they're they're competing to go to the final. Men's, men's sports, gymnastics. men's sports, not including baseball, track, gymnastics, and wrestling. So basically football. And- football and basketball. <laughs> just football and basketball. Football just and give basketball. them time. They'll be, they'll be fine. Uh, baseball just won it at 8-2. to two. Nebraska baseball. They so they're still in first oh, place in the state. Big See, look, I knew that off the top of my head. Damn straight, dude. You follow Nebraska um, baseball. Women's bowling won another national title. Another one. That's, I think, six and 12 years that NCAA has had attorney. Or six and 15. Something like that. Something crazy. Uh, Nebraska volleyball plays Sunday. Might yeah. as well just all the Nebraska sports out there. Yeah. So they're Take playing it, for saying it to your 2019, face. 2020 championship that's being played in 2021. Yep. So that's fun. <laughs> yeah, the bubbles in Omaha. It is. So if they can make a good run, I was going to say they legitimately get a home court advantage because they are allowing people in. So. Yep. Although, I mean, there's a lot of good teams, so. Yeah, Big Ten is very stacked. Big, very Big Beyond. Ten heavy. Very Big Ten heavy. Like usual. Because who's the number one overall seed? Is it Wisconsin? Wisco. And then I think it's... Uh, I know... Michigan, or Minnesota's three, I think. Ohio Texas State's in two. there. Penn State's in there. It's the top five, I believe, are is Wisconsin, Texas... No, yeah, Minnesota. Is it BYU? Or there, it's a team out west. I'm gonna look this up because I'm curious. But yeah, the Nebraska's five. Ever since Nebraska joined the Big Ten in volleyball, the Big Ten volleyball has absolutely took off. So you remember when Penn State was like good? Yeah. And now they're. I mean, they're still good, but they're. Not they have a lot of offense since Nebraska joined. Yeah. 
I do remember that, Tim. I remember when uh, um, they won 30, 30 straight games. No, 88 straight games. And the last year that they won, so they went undefeated three straight years in the championship of the third year. Nebraska and Jordan Larson were in the where was in the championship or oh. in the final four, and Nebraska took them to five sets. They have never lost a set in three years. Nebraska took them to five sets and couldn't win it. But goddamn, Nebraska team was good. But they weren't like studly, studly. So it was, it was, it was low key, low key kind of. I gotta be looking at the wrong year. Oh no, no, I'm just I didn't scroll. I didn't scroll all the way down. Penn State's thirteen, Kentucky. That's what I was thinking Kentucky. of. It's Wisconsin, Kentucky, Minnesota, Texas, Nebraska. Oh, Washington and Louisville. Yeah, they're both good. And then Utah. BYU sixteen. They had a BYU uh, two years ago had a team that was like 30 and two in volleyball. They were really good. They were really good. And then I think Stanford won that because Stanford the last three years was fucking. They were were unbelievably good. Hey, Oregon. Oregon blows, dude. Number 10. What? So let's look at. Oh, yeah. Creighton got upset. Yikes. Creighton, come on now. But so Nebraska plays Baylor twelve. They win. They then play Penn State or Texas. Yeah. Sick. And Western Kentucky upsetting Washington State three to two. Well, there you go, folks. Yeah. There's our little segment on volleyball if yeah. you really want. Imagine <laughs> who would have thought Western Kentucky would be in the quarterfinals of the women's volleyball tournament. Not me. Not me, man. Not me. Not us. I know a ton about volleyball besides... Who even knew Western Kentucky played... Uh, well, played Tim, vo- we all did. Played volleyball. Oh, breaking news. The Boston Celtics just signed Jabari Parker. Is that good or bad? I don't know. <laughs> He's one of those guys. He's only 26. Oh man, I'm not gonna. <laughs> I say he got very unfortunate because he uh, had an Achilles injury right after he got drafted by Milwaukee. Yeah, and that's just hard to come back from. Yeah, but he never. He just never quite got there. But he was never there for me, Tim. I'll be honest. Well, I know why you don't like him. Why, Tim? Why don't I like him? Because he went to Duke. That's not why I don't like him. Uh-huh. What? I can't like him. So if they all go to Duke, I, that means I hate them all? I never said hate. I said don't like. So anyone that goes to Duke, that means I don't like him at all? I feel like I could generalize fairly confidently there. Just because I know you we'll don't like, I know go you, for generalizing, and then because I, I know you don't like Duke, I know you don't like Duke. I mean, you you think I don't like Duke? I don't care for Duke. Okay, so you, I don't care. Is that not the same thing? Well, no, 
Because not or caring do you, do, is I say, do you not care or do you not care for? Because when you say you don't care don't, for them. I don't care. Okay. okay because okay, I don't okay. like Texas, but I don't care for like. Okay. Because when, I I, when somebody says, I don't care for this thing, I'm like, okay, that means you don't like it. No, I just, I, I, um, you know, okay. if they're good, they're good. If they're bad, they're bad. Okay. I'm not like, ooh. Okay. Not like the worst team in the world. It's. Eh. Yeah. Eh. That was, that was the NBA. <laughs> You're welcome, guys. We're giving you everything today. Speaking of that, we should probably just get our classic ASMR segment. Yep. Uh, yep. Rolling up. So, uh, Tim, please start it, man. All right. are welcome yep. there's our uh, little bit of asmr if you guys have any questions or want to tell us about anything you want us to talk about our email is always included in the description so please email us we or, will uh, respond as the british as the british say hit jared up on the whatsapp yeah hit me up on the whatsapp <laughs> all right Bonus audio. Bonus. audio. Audio. Watching people be, just watching people be so confused while they try and figure out where to go in the Batman Arkham games. Well, it was, it was before. It's that so was entertaining. Before where they made it like really easy to pass every game. Like you actually had to put thought into what you had to do. You did. Because I was like in like you did mid two thousands. Yeah. So it's like. Um.